Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. While you're here, please hit that follow button. And after you listen, please share with your friends and teammates. Also, let us know if you have questions or topics you would like us to discuss, and we will add them to our schedule. With that said, let's get started with 10 Minutes of Tennis. So, I will say my typical hey, hey. This is Sean with uh, Go Tennis, and we are talking with world-renowned tennis coach, Ozzy in Puerto Rico, Justin Yo. That always makes him smile when I say that, because I know his humility, but I just like saying world-renowned tennis coach, because maybe one day somebody will say that about me, but I'm not worried about it. Uh, Justin, good morning, and we are talking today about my plans, my game plans as a tennis player. I am, I got my plan A. I got my plan B, maybe if I got a plan B, like if plan A doesn't work, I'm going to plan, plan B. And if plan B doesn't work, I would guess most people don't even have a plan C. So where yep. are we going with this, Justin? Yeah. Uh, well, plan A, plan B, plan C. Not many people talk about C, uh, but A and B, very important. Um, you know, you've also got to realize that you sometimes not playing the player that you're about to play. Uh, and if you don't play them regularly enough, like going into a tournament, um, you never know if their game has evolved. So if their game has evolved, you've got to have another plan to be able to outdo what they've now playing. And uh, a subject that, again, it's really close to my heart is nobody talks about this. Federer, Djokovic, Nadal never practiced with each other. Mm. The only time they ever played each other was in the finals of most of the tournaments and most of the Grand Slams. So, and they would never literally face the guy and see the upgrades or the evolve or the new styles that they've tried to add to stay on top until they play it. So when they go out and play it, they have to be prepared for, well, game A, game B, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But if you haven't faced it, then maybe C, is, hey, what's my gut telling me and how am I going to beat this guy today? Um, and it could be just a mental thing. It could be just like, I am not missing today. I'm not missing at all. And that could be your seed. So um, I think when people think about that in preparation before coming on the court, it gives them the opportunity to you know, evolve and move throughout the match. If not, we see people crumble very quickly uh, because the game is like the game is taken away from them, and there's there's no backup. You know, you can see them. They put the towel over their head. They sit in the change of hands, going, "What the hell am I going to do? How do I stop this?" You know, um, and you know, I have to say, the toilet breaks lately are helping them get from B to C and A to B, and because, oh, yeah. <laughs> because they they get a little bit of a disconnect from the crowd. They get into the and really start to go, okay. How is this guy beating you right now? You know, and Nadal's is the most basic for me. I've always said his game A is absolutely priceless, and that is no unforced errors. I mean, that's all the guy counts. If you listen to every interview he's ever done, they say, hey, what happened in the third season? 
I made two miles on four sets. I two made six. Yeah. 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 Next set, and I had, won. And he had like five. <laughs> right. Right. Like five in a, in a set. Next set, I won because I only made two on four sets. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his game, man. Yeah. Game B, he'll, he'll either move further back from the baseline or further up to try to get more defense or more up. I mean, that's, and nowadays, his whole AB is totally different because he's only two feet behind the baseline. And uh, that guy to me is the epitome of, of tennis because he's evolved and evolved and evolved to continue being where he is. And uh, his game A and game B now, which a lot of people don't understand, is tactical. And when I say tactical, he knows that his opponent doesn't like 70% of balls here, that, he, that they like him here. So he'll play 70% of the balls right there for the guy all day long. Um, he knew, you know, he had to play 70 to 80% into Federer's backhand or he's going to get eaten up all day. So, I mean, there's your A and your B. And, and C, I've watched... Honestly, too many of Nadal's matches where he was three feet behind the baseline, losing, and then he goes nine feet and wins the match. So, but he can't do that anymore because his body just won't allow it. So, um, yeah, I know, you, I know you said you weren't going to talk about this, but we, we have the opposite problem here in the U.S. Yeah. When somebody says, I don't want to talk about it, I'm, I'm pushing. I'm like, oh, I'm getting this. <laughs> the opposite problem in the U.S. where we almost don't have a plan B because right now, yeah. in the last few years, since Andy Roddick made a great career of it, yeah. I don't take anything away from Andy Roddick. I think he should have yeah. a couple of Wimbledons. I still, I still struggle with that high backhand volley at Wimbledon. Yeah. But, but plan A was plan A, plan A. And if plan A yeah. doesn't work, just double down on plan A. Yeah. And it only took him, it, it took Andy that far. No one else has been able to replicate that success with only a plan A from the right. American side. So is there, is there a tactical problem? Are we blaming the American coaches? What's the problem there? I mean, plan A is good, but big serve, big forehand, that's great. But where is the plan B in the U.S. players? Yeah, I think, I think um, and again, that's I, 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 why I love Brad Gill, because he's so tactical. Um, I think the U.S., this is, again, my only personal opinion. For I've been coaching 36 years. I've been in the States for half of that. Um, but... I've always just constantly keep seeing, yeah, I, I think that was a great comment. We just doubled down on A, and then they, you know, there's just too many errors or just too much pressure or there's too much going on uh, of, on the one style. And um, I think I would like to see kids from a very young age, instead of focusing on technique and just hitting the ball, to literally learning how to play the game and learn on clay court, learn hitting against the hackers, Learn against every single style. And if you go up highly ranked, great. Get highly ranked as a junior and start playing adults early. So you start learning all the variations as soon as possible um, because then you're going to have a B and an A. And that's not taken away from, like, so Andy had what? Massive forehand, massive serve, right? He had an incredible two-hander down the line. Man, could he clock that thing. Right, but they were very limited in, in his weapons. And when those weapons were taken away, I mean, it, it, you know, Jimmy Connors brought the slice in, brought him to the net, but that was late in his career. Um, well, Federer took that advice too, because Federer hit that little short chip and right, right. And, 
And if I was as a junior development coach for many years and raised, you know, many, many national, international juniors, I write, and I'm seeing it. We're seeing a flow of amazing women and men on the, on the U.S. tour, no question. But to get another top 10, another top five, and multiple players that we can idolize and see, like another Andy, number one, Jimmy Connors, number one, John McEnroe, number one, you know, go back. We can go back. It's all the way back. Um, they, you know, Smith, same thing. They, they had the variations. They had a B and A, an A and a B, and a B and an A. And they could switch that in between points, you know. Um, and that's what I would say, trying to develop kids playing as early as possible. You know, Mike Braille's system, as far as I'm concerned, the sooner we get kids playing, the better they're going to be players. And the United States, to me, has the number one advantage over every other country. Every other country. I've exactly. said this over and over as a foreigner, that every major sport that you watch on TV is tactical. All you know is tactics. All you know. Football, they got it on their arm. Baseball, they're making their, they're making their calls. Basketball, the guy pulls out the screen and says, now we're going to do this and we're going to come back from 12 points behind just by playing this tactic. Boom, it happens. It's and I'm all, good with that. The problem there is, you know who's calling those plays? It's it not the player. Everybody's got, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Isn't that or punched in the mouth and that it? Yeah. Right? Tennis players got to go out there and he's got to make those adjustments. He's got to figure those things out. Yep. It's not as though he's got a whole team of coaches behind him telling him what to do. Again, it's a matter of playing from an early age instead of hitting. That's what I'm pointing out. From a very early age, it's playing more versus hitting. That will help you learn those fundamentals when you get old enough that you've got A, B, and possibly even C. So that's all I'm saying now. And, and I'm seeing, I'm loving seeing uh, all the American males coming through. They're all flying. They are looking like they're growing. They're looking like they're getting more comfortable within their game and playing more tactical and staying with it. Um, they're not just north-south. They're quick. They're fast. They're, I mean, Fritz, is, his game is growing heaps. I love where it's heading. Um, but I just see, you know, like Paul needs to really – know what it's to feel like and again once again a b and c yeah he needs to know what it feels like to play against alcaraz enough and they don't they only match when it's the end of a tournament or a certain position uh so he he doesn't get to feel what that's like until he's in the moment um and that's why a b and c is so important that when he's in the moment he can dig and find a way justin yao i appreciate it we'll see you next week Thank you, guys. It was fun again. I love every week. Well, there you have it. We want to thank Rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. For more tennis-related content, you can go to AtlantaTennisPodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, the best deals on Technofiber products, tennis apparel, and more. If you're a coach, director of any racket sports, or just someone who wants to utilize our online shop, Contact us about setting up your own shop collection to offer your branded merchandise to the Atlanta tennis world. And with that, we're out. See you next time.